Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce. And Joyce, we're so excited because later today, as we're recording this on a Wednesday, a we're, <laughs> we're going to go see The Tender Bar with uh, Ben Affleck, our favorite, directed by George Clooney. So I look forward to talking to you, actually seeing you there, and then also talking about it. I know. I haven't seen you in person in like, what, I don't know, three years. We were, we were talking about this recently. Uh, I think perhaps the last time we were even in the same room was the uh, marriage story premiere at New York Film Festival with Andrew but Garfield. We, but we didn't know it. We didn't know it. We both sat yeah. next to Andrew Garfield, a lovely man. I was, in well, I, I was behind Andrew Garfield and you were next to him. Yes. A future yeah. Best Actor nominee, Andrew Garfield for a ticket yeah. room. Uh, Probably for a Golden Globe. More yeah. likely. Yeah. So we had so much great stuff this week. We have uh, the possible return of the Golden Globes. And we, so we'll get to that in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about finally clarification on the category placement of Belfast stars Katrina Balfe and Jamie Dornan. Uh, Joyce, totally unsurprised by this personally. They're both going in the supporting categories. I mean, you've been championing this since you saw it at Telluride, like this placement. Yes, I was a big proponent of this because I think uh, they're not leads. Just they're not in it is enough. And I think competing against like lead performances would have been tricky as a supporting with that, without the amount of screen time that maybe qualify for supporting or you think of as, as a lead, excuse me. Um, so yeah, despite Scott Feinberg saying that they could all win for a uh, lead actor, lead actress, supporting actor and supporting actress for Judy Dench and, and Siren Hins. Uh, no, they're all going supporting. Uh, which I think is a boon for their chances. And I, I added them both to my predictions. I have uh, Katrina in second, uh, right behind Ann Dowd, and I could see switching because I think my logic here, Joyce, and I have Jamie Dornan winning. That was burying the lead in a, in a wide-open Best Supporting Actor race that has no seeming uh, frontrunner. And the frontrunner that exists is perhaps, I guess, Richard Jenkins for The Humans, but I wonder how many... I, I feel like that's more of a hope diction. Yeah. And it also seems like a smaller yeah. movie. So my, my thinking for having one or both of them win is that Belfast is like a very strong front runner for best picture. If it's going to win best picture, it'll probably win an acting award. And then maybe one of these two win in races that we have discussed as we discussed like last week with Ann Dowd, uh, pretty wide open. It seems nobody is like st- stepped up in the way that like a Will Smith or a, uh, Kristen Stewart has in the lead performance. So what, what do you think, Joyce? What, what did you make of all this? And and I know you wrote a, a great piece this week for the site about how we could have, mul- they could each get, the Belfast could get two supporting actors and two supporting actor nominations. Um, yeah, the the supporting double-double. 
Yes. You know, just, just like basketball, there are double doubles at the Oscars, but it's very rare. <laughs> how often has it happened? Tell me how often it's happened. Um, it's only happened twice uh, with pain plays. Mm-hmm. So you got uh, two slots in each supporting category. None of them won. Uh, and then the last time it happened was 50 years ago with the last picture show, two in each. And this time it did win both categories of Ben Johnson and Cloris Leachman, RIP. So, uh, yeah, Belfast can do it this year. Maybe I have three of the four and I have Jamie, Judy and Katrina and I have Katrina winning just, I haven't seen it, but just based on the reaction to her, it seems like she's the consensus standout. And like, you've been saying that like she can win if she goes supporting. So I, I, do, I don't disagree with that, even though I don't have her winning. I still have Ann Dowd there because I feel like uh, people just love Ann Dowd. But I think that could change. And we've already seen like Katrina do a lot of, uh, she's already like started the run. The, one of the things I think is most impressive about Belfast, and like we had talked about this when I came back from Telluride, about like how Will Smith and like kind of King Richard has slowly, is waiting to like kind of like hit, hit, its, hit its run. I feel like they they hit the ground running with Belfast. So like Jamie Dornan was like shake kissing babies and, and shaking hands and tell you right already. Yo, Judy came out to the London film festival yesterday, man. She never goes to anything. <laughs> so they're all like all over the place. Uh, I actually don't have Judy in at the moment, but I have, I have a Ciaran. How would you say his name? Let's talk about that. Uh, as I butcher it through the last um, like, three episodes of this. I don't know. I think we would have to Google that. Okay. We can Google later, but I have him yeah. in. He plays. So you haven't seen it. I have seen it. Uh, the movie is uh, about a young boy named uh, Buddy, who is the Kenneth Branagh stand-in. Jude Hill is the actor. He is a he is. They're going to put him up for lead actor. Seems uh, which, like a which I respect. They're not trying to fraud him into supporting. No, like like See, many past films have done. Yes, because you could easily do that with a kid. We saw that with like Jacob Tremblay for Room. I think was like a prominent example where he's like the lead of the movie and they run him supporting. Uh, I don't believe he's, I think it's a, a long shot nomination, I would say. Uh, just, you know, based on the the amount of talent, like we've discussed in Best Actor and his performance. So then the, all the, the adult performers are in supporting. Uh, Judy Dench is great. She is a smaller part than uh, than Ciaran, uh, but she has like a big moment right at the end. So I feel like, like you've discussed, like when you walk out of the movie, if it's like, you know, the last thing you think of, of the performance, you're going to be like, Man, that Judy Dench, she's great. Still great. Still got it. So I could definitely see her getting in. The reason I don't have her in is I actually think supporting actress is shaping up to be more competitive than supporting actor. And I wonder if Judy Dench, if the movie can support both of them when there are so many other worthy supporting actress contenders. So my my list would be Ann Dowd, uh, Anjanae Ellis for King Richard, which I feel like is kind of like Again, like one of those, that feels like one that's snowballing as people like see it and consider it. Uh, Ruth Nega for passing, I feel like is a strong option as well. We've talked about like the, she's gotten great reviews for that movie, a past nominee and Netflix, uh, the Netflix bump, let's say, of having the availability and like the visibility about it. And I think her performance from Sundance has been like highlighted as a a real contender. And then uh, Kirsten Dunst, our boy, our gal Kiki uh, for Power of the Dog. So that's my five there. No Judy Dench. I'd have her sixth. Um, yeah, I have the four of those. And then I have Judy instead of Anne. So like the same thing you said about 
if like Belfast can carry like double noms here. Like I mentioned this like last week in our column is like, I don't like not, not just even like end out like by herself. Cause like mass was so small, but like, I thought like Martha Plimpton was also amazing mm-hmm. in mass and I could see people being torn between them. And I don't think like mass could support double nominees. Yeah. Whereas Belfast definitely can, especially if it's going to be a best picture front runner. And I do agree that like, this category i don't it's like we have i would say probably like the top like 10 maybe like 15 people you know are like competing and then it could just kind of like settle in on a five um whereas it's way more chaotic and supporting actor so i can see like belfast getting two slots here um because supporting also favors like uh best picture contenders mm-hmm. so and like you know like you said she's judy dunch and she's actually like campaigning ish like i mean she just went to the premiere but it's like you know more than she's done in recent years for things really so especially during a pandemic she brought her grandson like come on yeah it's i mean she's great in it and it's like you know like a whatever you're imagining a Judy Dench performance to be, this would be it. It's like very, it's like peak Judy Dench, basically. You know, she's like, kind of like no nonsense. Uh, the, the wizened elder, uh, elder matriarch of this family and stuff. So the other, we didn't even, so like just to round out supporting actress. So I could, I mean, Anne is again, way ahead in our odds, but like you said, I wonder, I guess we'll, we'll have to see how it shakes out. Is it like a Melissa Leo and Novit, uh, what was that one? Remember Novit Novitiate? Novitiate. Uh, yeah. That, this this is serving uh Melissa Leotes, that this like and out hope diction. Like really, <laughs> like it's such a small movie. And I just, you know, it opened limited, obviously, like this past weekend mass. And, you know, as expected, didn't really set the box office on fire. No. So but like we had uh, said, the one thing I think yeah. it has going for it is that everyone, all the reviews have been great. Everyone who's seen it really likes it. And I think obviously they're going to campaign. Like she's going to be out there. She's going to campaign. I mean, you know, she funded her own campaign nine yeah. years ago. She's And so all of that together, I'm like, oh, there's a world. I could definitely see it happening. And the, the performance is really good. Like you said, I think the Martha Plimpton of it makes it a challenge because they're both great. And it's surprisingly like Martha Plimpton, not nearly not really reverent you know she's 14th i think in the combined odds for us yeah i think this is just kind of like a symptom where you know sometimes like predictions become self-fulfilling prophecies just because like out of sundance like and like everyone was just on the and out train and that's why like before i watched it i was expecting her to be like the mvp i'm like no like this is a collective like group effort here um but i think like you know when people started predicting in july like they just plopped her in there in first and a lot of, a lot of people don't update until like the day before nominations too right and speaking of that so if you look at our our list the combined odds the two the two people we didn't mention or, or that are actually above katrina but like we said she just switched to supporting this week so you know let people catch up but we're uh, marley matlin for marley matlin for coda past winner we both love her in the movie i think and like great movie uh-huh. i just i don't i guess we'll see it remains to be seen how what kind of second win that movie can have. I'm really yeah. hoping for it. Cause it's definitely my favorite. It's, I, I could, I think I feel like that would be more watched than mass. Yeah. Well, it's available right now for people who are done with Ted Lasso. They can switch over to Coda. And are, the are other, they even um, like promoting that? Like in between like Ted Lasso episodes. Right. And the morning <laughs> showing. 
<laughs> and then uh and then Ariana DeBoys for West Side Story. Again, nobody's really seen I haven't I don't know one person who's seen it, but obviously she plays uh uh the the Rita Moreno role, uh Anita in West Side Story. So that's like the just based on the role and the the history has her in contention as well. Um and then supporting actor. Yeah, I don't know. I mean like I keep reading the same. So we talked about this. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. Like uh, I was all in on Bradley Cooper, but I keep reading that he's really not in licorice pizza very much. And that like, they're obviously, using I mean, like we talked about last time, didn't we, that he was probably on set for like three days. (laughs) So like, that is like leading me to believe that maybe he's not as much of a slam dunk contender. It's going to be Sean Penn. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, we had talked about like, again, like a lot of the odds here are playing catch up, like Cody Smith McPhee and the combined odds, not really not ahead of Jesse Plemons. I think that's also because like people just haven't seen power of the dog. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at like among, if you don't look at overall, like I think Cody's in top in the top five. If you just I think so. Let me look like, at the, like the, yeah, the one thing I was thinking was imagine this with all these worthy. <laughs> I was like, what if we get two Belfast and two power of the dog? Like Jesse Plemons, I, I don't mean, think. it could totally happen just because I, I just with the way like everything is now, like just like the inundation of like not just movies, but like shows and like, you know, people like returning to work, like they don't have time to like catch up on things. I, I feel like last year, you know, you would say like people are stuck at home. They have more time to watch screeners, but maybe they also didn't want to watch like new movies. They just wanted to watch like their favorite shows or something or their favorite films. And, that's true. you know, like supporting that supporting categories, like favor, like, especially in this era, it favors like best picture coattails, you know, it right. doesn't and really so- favor like lone nominees, which is also another reason why I'm like wary of like and out because she could very well be a lone nominee. Right. So and that's that's also why Richard Jenkins is maybe like a little dicey because the humans is not yeah. going to really get it. Doesn't I mean, really I, I have Cody winning and I don't even know, like he's very young. I be. had Cody. They, they winning. don't like their young men. <laughs> so I had Cody winning until I switched to Dornan. I, I'll tell you, the reason I switched to Jamie Dornan is uh, like I said, uh, he's all I feel like a he's incredibly charming. And I think he's actually very well liked. Like people seem to really enjoy uh, him as a as a performer, like. And as like a personality, he's very, you know, he's got a great sense of humor about himself and like all these things. He's obviously campaigning or willing to campaign. Uh, He was like a big factor of the, at Telluride, he was like at everything. I saw him like in 25 places basically. Um, And then the other thing is like, he's really fun in the movie and like has a different flavor of performance, I think, than Katrina. So Katrina has like a big, they both have like big couple of big scenes. Uh, Katrina's is like a lot more like Oscar traditional Oscar clip, I would say, where she's like, you know, kind of like, I'm going to defend my family and like stick up for myself. And like, it's like a very great scene. It's, it's probably like the emotional high point of the film. And then Jamie has like a couple of scenes where he's like full on movie star mode because like, it's kind of like not super subtle because in the, when you see it and for, I'll stop rambling about it, but like, it's like Kenneth Branagh obviously like, uh, filtered a lot of his, childhood and stuff through going to the movies. So like there's scenes where they actually go to the movies and watch different things. And like the Jamie character ends up being like a mix of like, you know, there's like a scene where he's kind of like Gary Cooper and high noon and they actually reference like high noon. It's not like a reenactment, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, Oh, here is, he's like the lone dude standing up for, you know, his family and stuff. And then like, there's a later scene that's in the trailer 
you've seen it where he's like singing everlasting love. Definitely the best part of the movie. Put Jamie Dornan in a musical. I'm sure he would love it after that. And like Barb and star. Um, it's just like, he's super charming. And I just think like that performance is going to pop in a way uh, that the Cody's make McPhee one while I had him winning until the Jamie Jordan switch. Uh, I just, it's a, it's a great performance as well, but I think I, I really feel like those are the two <laughs> that are like moving well ahead. The other person I switched in, which I, I still, I can't wait for you to see it is uh, John Bernthal for King Richard. I put him in as well. I've, I've had him in there. So oh, I've, I've had like King Richard getting <laughs> three acting nominations this whole time. <laughs> yeah, me too. I just did it like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I got choice on something. No, so, you had it. No, yeah, like my my five is like it's Cody, Jamie, John, uh, Bradley, your guy, and Richard Jenkins. <laughs> like, nice. I actually but, booted, like, yeah, I booted is... Bradley. I booted Bradley. <gasps> you had him winning like what, yesterday. <laughs> Wait, so so you replaced him with John? I replaced him with Jamie and okay, John. Right. I added instead of. Uh, let me see. Hold on. I mean, like I don't, I don't. Oh, I replaced, I replaced uh, Jared Leto. I had in and I replaced him with John. I I can see all five of these people getting in and them not getting in as well. I mean, I think, I think Cody's safe probably. I think so. But I'm like, that's the one thing I would say, like, we talked about this, like there's like a a dozen like best actors contenders, best actors is also like loaded, but it does feel like those races are a little more like, I think like if we had a, like, you have to make right now predictions and you can't change them. If we made those predictions now, best actor and best actress, we'd probably do pretty well based uh-huh. on like what we've seen. I think supporting actor and supporting actress are like completely wide open to the point where if you told me to make a list right now of like five nominees, the, there could be totally different five nominees that actually get nominated. It just feels like a very, there's at this point in the race, there are so many options and like contenders and, a lot of the supporting performances and things that haven't widely screened, which is kind of like, you don't know until, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm fascinated by these races. I guess we'll see. Like, I mean, ne- neither of us has our guy Ben Affleck for either of his films. <laughs> right. And like, we're going to see that later. Like is there was already nascent buzz for tender bar. It feels like, I think Clayton Davis maybe did that for variety this week or is like, Oh, like, comeback nomination another quote-unquote comeback nomination for ben affleck who has two oscars and is like very well regarded listen <laughs> so, he's never had an acting nomination so. so he's never had an acting nomination is this like the year that he gets one and then if ben affleck is in the race does it like snowball into like hey maybe we should give ben an oscar and for acting i do feel like he was close last year for way back i still believe that i mean i I don't think he was like for, to the top five. I don't think he was like that close, but I, I feel like that could only help him this year. And like with two films, like the last duel, uh, the other one, like he, and there are like two completely different performances. Right. Um, I think he could get like body of work recognition. Like it just needs to coalesce around one film. Cause he can right. only get nominated for one of them. And it looks like the last duel is not only the bigger film, but the stronger film at the moment. So that could be his ticket to. It also is like the, again, we haven't seen that one. You and I, we both uh, missed the screenings, but uh, based on the reviews, it seems like he's got like the showy, the showy, like scene chomping role in that one. Yeah. And, and you know what? Like I, I'm happy for him. 
Like, Me too. I, I'm a big, uh, you'd yeah, like, like we're big Ben supporters. Yeah. <laughs> just great. I love his performers. I, I love his performances. I'm like, you know, I'm like in on, in on him. I really do think the way back was like awesome. He was so good. This is his way back to the Oscars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there, so yeah, so Belfast, I, I don't know. I mean, like, it'd be interesting, I guess I could, like you said, I think four of them getting in would be kind of crownish to me like i just don't see it kind of happening i don't know it would it, it would I but mean, i can think i only have three <laughs> i think three could make it i really do i think three and i think if i had to rank them in likelihood i'd put like katrina even though and i guess i put katrina and jamie one two and then judy and then uh uh siren siren i'll think, look it up after this i promise do you think like if Judy and Katrina gets in like Judy would hurt Katrina anyway in terms of winning or do you I don't think, know like, it's like so far ahead like she's so obvious like the MVP that she could win easily I think it I think it's obvious I think she would win easily uh, not easily I think I don't think Judy would hurt her though because I feel like just if you look at them side by side the, the Katrina performance is probably got a couple of more it's just bigger and also it's like the element of not necessarily surprise, but like, you know, like for people who only know her for Outlander, let's say they might be like, oh, wow, I didn't even recognize her in this or she's so great in this. I mean, she was in like uh, Ford versus Ferrari, I guess, like is her a biggest film she's, role. She's done very few films, I guess, like Outlander takes up a lot of her time. <laughs> right. So it's like she was good in Ford versus Ferrari. And I think if you had not seen Outlander, you might be like, oh, like that's somebody. But again, that role is like the wife. And I think she has so much more to do in uh, Belfast beyond playing just the wife and mom, or at least within that framework playing, you know, kind of doing a little more. So I think like that alone, that would push her over the top of the Judy Dench stuff. Like I said, it's like she already won and it's like Judy Dench. Like you expect Judy Dench to be like Judy Dench. I don't know. You know what I, what I realized when I was like putting Katrina in like, cause I already had like Ruth in. So I was like, oh, we could have like two Irish actresses here. And then I was like, Katrina can actually win. And then I felt bad for Saoirse Ronan. So uh, just want to give a shout out to Saoirse Ronan. Love Saoirse. She's in the uh, Wes Anderson movie, French Dispatch. And she plays an unnamed, uh, a showgirl. And she's in it for like three seconds. And I barely, rec- she has like a couple of lines, obviously, but I barely recognized her. And I was like, wow. I couldn't even believe I couldn't even recognize her, but then I did. I was like, Oh, like great story. I know. But uh, yeah, there you go for, for Saoirse. She still was great. I still love her. So I feel I like know, she'll get just her. She's just had bad timing. I feel like she'll get there uh, based on like what she's been nominated for already. Um, now let's talk. I, I Joyce, I want to switch gears to the, the return perhaps of our favorite return question mark. Uh, most embattled uh, should be canceled award show, the golden globes. Uh they announced they they it hasn't even been announced, but like it was reported this week, and like a source to the close to the Hollywood Foreign Press was like, yes, they're going to try to give out awards this year, uh, like kind of press conference. Well, we knew style. last week they were allegedly meeting with publicists, right? And they apparently like said to the studios, like, here's the eligibility rules and stuff, and and et cetera, et cetera. So they're going to give out. It seems like they could and probably will just give out awards. They don't really need necessarily buy-in from anybody. No, it could just be like the writer's strike thing. And that's kind of like what the idea is. Like maybe they'll do like a live stream online or whatever they're going to do. Who knows? Uh, And give out the awards and like the same night they were originally going to give them out, which is January 9th, I believe. The same day as the Critics' Choice Awards, which swooped in 
after the Golden Globes were booted off NBC. And so now it's basically going to be like, we dare you to cover both, I guess, as a member of the media and in social media. Um, so there's that, it's obviously a lot to untangle there, but I guess the one thing I would say is like, we have in the past, you know, the Golden Globes, like kind of like set up the season, regard, like whether we want them to or not, they have in the past been like, here are the things that are like Bohemian Rhapsody and Green Book. These are things that you should like care about. 1917, uh, another one, like, it, and on and on. So like, they're going to like, kind of, they've in the past at the table. The Critics' Choice Awards obviously trying to do that this year by being on television and doing that and being first. But what are these? What are the Golden Globes in theory giving out awards? Whether people want the awards or not, because like obviously like Scarlett Johansson, I think gave back her Globes, right? And uh, or yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise gave back his Globe. Scarlett Johansson said she was going to boycott. I think Mark Ruffalo said he was not pleased that he won. But there were uh, there were just a lot of like Instagram posts going on for a while there in like February and March. So the stars are going to be like, nah, basically, we don't necessarily want this honor. But what does it mean to have the goals back? And like what for these certain performances where we've been like, oh, like if this was a Globes year, maybe they would be more apt to like be there. I mean, like, what do you think? I don't know. Like, so my feeling about this is that like they don't need the cooperation necessarily of the studios and like the publicists to award whoever they want. They could just do it. Yes. You know, especially with TV, like they, they could have like seen all these shows already. So like whatever, but films like, yeah, like some movies aren't out yet. So they will need access before they vote, whatever. So they can do what it's just like you and I, we can make our own award show and be like, Oh, Katrina Balfe, best supporting actress, you know, (laughs) best supporting actor. We can do that. So the thing is, it's just like whether um, the studios and these strategists and these publicists will do anything with this recognition. Because in the past, you know, you win a Golden Globe and then they start plastering it all over in their marketing and the promos, you know, like on all, all their ads, even if it's like comedy slash musical, they put in like tiny font, but it says like Golden Globe winner or like nominee so it's just like are they going to use that in their marketing and in their campaign and when like all their actors go on like award, uh, talk shows like will that be part of their intro you know like golden globe nominee this year for belfast whatever and i feel like you know since like all these like studios and networks like really took a hard stance when they boycotted the globes like i feel like they would need to have a similar united front if they were to let's say like welcome the globes back i don't think it'll be like this year because i don't think they need to do it this year because it's not on air at all right right so i don't think it matters and you know like nbc had already said like they'll they're open to airing it in 2023 so i feel like that will probably be like the restart or whatever so this year it could just kind of be like whatever <laughs> you know it's like this new membership will do whatever they want and then it's up to like, I wouldn't even say like the rest of us, but it's just like, like how much importance are we going to confer onto these awards? Because the reason the Globes have so much influence is because they're so old. Like they're older than the Emmys. Mm-hmm. It's the second oldest award show. Like everyone knows what it is. Like my friends who don't follow this stuff at all, they know the Oscars, they know the Globes. They have no idea what the Critics' Choice Awards are. They have no idea what the SAG Awards are. But like everyone knows the Globes. And, and then it's just like, like like average people like they think like the globe is an is important and it's like 
no, they're not like actually in the industry, you know, <laughs> but it's like, right. it's just kind of gained this importance over 77 years. So yeah, I feel like they, they can just award whoever they want and then it'll be fun for us. Cause then we're going to be tried to be figuring out like, if they're going to do anything differently, like with this like new membership or like, you know, how they're going to vote. We'll probably do like very poorly, <laughs> like trying to predict what they're going to do. Um, but I, yeah, like, I don't know how much, like if people win, like, I don't know how much like this, like Netflix, you know, like they were like really hardcore about like boycotting them. Like, right. I don't know if they're going to use that in their marketing. I probably not, but I guess I, I think, I think what you're saying is interesting too, because I'm like, it's really then on us. So like, I think a lot of people like are, who think about this are going to be like in, in normal, in normal past years. Yeah. Like we, like, we like, want to use it for like our own would, data. Right. Yeah. We would use it and be like, Oh, like, well, they did win at the Globes or was nominated at the Globes. So like that means something and like, whether it's important or not, like people, it's like kind of like a snowball, a self-fulfilling prophecy, basically. Like if the, if the Globes say something, we might be like, it doesn't matter, but then it does matter because they, we are yeah, or like blah, blah, blah. is like the front runner, you know? Right. Like, so it's like, it ends up actually mattering. So I think not having the Globes, they're kind of unmoors award season in some regards, right? Because it's just, is like, oh, we don't have like the easy, well, the Globes put it there. So it must be a thing. And then like, kind of like, kind of snowballs on top of that. But now that it's there, will it be a crutch for people to be like, well, the Globes did, like you said, it's a, they added a lot of new members really divert, tried to diversify their, uh, ranks, I think. And whether, you know, that'll be, that's good because they had no black members, I believe this past uh, year and hadn't had a black member for a very long time. So it'll be interesting to see how, what they put up there this year as nominees and stuff. But so it's like, not necessarily, like you said, it's a different kind of voting body. So maybe there's not as much uh, overlap, or even though there is no overlap, I don't know. I, I'll be curious to see if they actually do it. I, I do think the one thing that I'll be curious to see from the globe standpoint is if it does end up being just like on YouTube or wherever, right? Like, and again, it's a press conference. They're not going to be able to do like a lot of things. Like, is that the future of all of these shows where it's just is like, are they not on networks and are they just online somehow? Like does the Emmys, you know, all these shows like the Emmys and the, the SAG awards and the Oscars even like coming off record low ratings, do they end up just being like, here, we're going to be on YouTube. Eventually. Is that like the future of this in like 10 years? I mean, like, sure. And honestly, like they're better off for it because they don't have to worry about commercial breaks or ads ending before like the news comes on at 11. Yep. I was thinking that too. I was like, it would actually be I mean, like, honestly, I don't, I don't need like a whole production. I'm totally fine with people just reading off a, a list of names. I love that 2008 Golden Wolves during the writers. Yeah, like just give me the press conference. (laughs) It was great. I knew all the winners after an hour. Totally loved it. Uh, Totally in on that. So, I mean, I guess like for the Globes, like the one thing I will say is that this year there are a ton of musicals. So I feel like you'll end up with like maybe a lot more options in the. I mean, we were really lamenting the the cancellation of the Globes for all these musicals for a while there. Right. So it's like, you know, have like, obviously like in the Heights and Tick, Tick, Boom and West Side Story, there's like a ton of musicals. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan does, Hansen. <laughs> does Ben Platt get nominated as best actor for Dear Evan Hansen? It's possible. I mean, they nominate him for the politician. So it's possible. I mean, like if you look at the acting race, you have Will Smith for King Richard. I guess they could fraud that into a comedy, but it would be really weird. Uh, Tragic Macbeth, Power of the Dog, Cyrano is a musical, so you'd have Peter Dinklage as one actor nominee. Uh, 
tick, tick, boom would be Andrew Garfield. Adam Driver for Annette back in contention. That's a musical. <laughs> he, he could get, what, three nominations. Yeah, he could from the Globes for sure. Uh, DiCaprio for Don't Look Up feels like a comedy, right? I'm sure they would run it there. It's just a funny, uh, it's interesting. And then Ben Platt, I'm like, I could really see him getting in for Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy. I mean, they need, to, they have to fill out the category. So that's, that's what we're missing by not having the Globes. And imagine if the Globes uh, existed, how much people online would love that uh, to have Ben Platt nominated. They would have really, oh, for sure. would have been great. I mean, like, imagine if they gave like Dear Evan Hansen a Best Picture nomination. I mean, honestly, I would be supportive of that for the musical. I, I liked your evidence. I'm the, I'm the one person who enjoyed it. Uh, I did like it, though, but I just think it's funny that that's like, these are the conversations we have are afforded to if the Golden Globes do exist. I would say I think it's interesting that they didn't actually confirm it. I know that like they were talking to publicists and studios last week. It did feel it did feel like a trial balloon to like kind of slowly release it out. They're definitely week. like putting feelers out to see to like see what the response would be. And honestly, the response has been totally, I think, shrug. I don't, I don't think people are like outraged that it'll exist. Yeah, and, and we've always like spoken about this as a possibility because the whole thing was is like NBC canceled the Globes, but it just means like they weren't going to air it, and right. no one else was going to step in and be like, "We'll air you," right? You know, but like the HFPA can still do whatever they want. Right, it's true. And so I guess we'll see, and then we'll see how the critics, I mean, that's interesting. This is like for future us to talk about, but like how the Critics' Choice Awards kind of like try to take the Globes thunder and influence. And if that actually does work, like you said, like, I think a normal non you and I non uh, total obsessive person would be like, what are the Critics' Choice Awards? Right. I, I think Golden Globes, people know just by the fact that they know, but who knows, I guess, I don't know I, I, if it's there do people just say like, well, I'm used to watching the Golden Globes in January and oh, this other show is on. I guess this is like the Golden Globes now, you know, like if you're not following the machinations of everything and how it's turned out. I mean, out. that would also like demand you to be like, I care about watching this in the first place. Right. <laughs> you know, which you, but, they could make it work because it's like, I mean, I the critics race like has been on TV for like almost 20 years now anyway. That's true. Um, but it's just like, like CW, around a lot. Right. And A&E, I think. Was yeah. And like on E, I, I mean, I still remember Orlando Bloom, like picking up little Dakota Fanning <laughs> to, like, on the podium. But yeah, I think it would be more interesting if, if like the Globes like don't announce until like February or something. So like let the Critics' Choice like do whatever. Cause you know, we know Critics' Choice, they have often piggybacked off of the globe results right and like they usually don't even start voting for the winners until after the globes so let's see what they do like on their own i mean remember that year when they moved it back to december and then they're mm -hmm. like just kidding we'll move it back to like the weekend after the globes next year uh -huh. yeah <laughs> so uh, so that that's the globes that's good and and before we wrap up joyce anything else do you want to want to want to float out there do we miss anything um I don't know what else we what had else? the bond uh bond open a little slightly oh, yeah. soft you saw you you saw bond i did see i bond. still haven't seen a daniel craig bond <laughs> uh i'll tell you this i i it will never happen and it shouldn't happen but i would 100 percent support a anna de Armas best supporting actress nomination it won't Listen, happen i saw a lot of people 
raving her and it wasn't just like anonymous updates on Twitter. So no, she's a uh, unbelievable in the movie. It's the best. She comes in, uh, so as someone who's seen bonds, you know, like, so, uh, they bring bond. I, I was talking about this with somebody else. Every bond movie now is like bonds retired. Got to bring them out. Right. Like it feels like that's happened like 40 times. <laughs> maybe 20 times out of the 25. That's, that's like the plot of like three quarters of the film. <laughs> so you'll be surprised to know that this one also Bond is retired. They bring him out of retirement, but this time it's the CIA who kind of helps him uh, come out. So Jeff, Felix Leiter is a big part of it. Jeffrey Wright, who returns to the franchise after uh, Casino Royale. He actually hadn't been in one since Casino Royale, which is kind of wild. Um, anyway, they go to Cuba to do some macguffin thing and he teams up with like Ana de Armas and it's awesome. She totally like owns the movie for like 15 minutes, uh, has actual chemistry with Daniel Craig, which is uh, well, you know, challenging. What's that? Yeah. From Knives Out. Right. And it's like that works really well. And like he's super charming in the scenes with her and she just rules. It's so great. And she literally is just like her last moment in the movie is just her like, well, this is where I get off and I, I got to go. It's just like, <laughs> literally just, she's like, see you guys, I'm done. <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, she's awesome in it. So great. So that was well, my they big did, thing. They did ask like, like, um, about like a spinoff for her character. And they're like, no, we don't do spinoffs. <laughs> right. We don't want to like, uh, dilute the bond brand, I guess, but she's awesome. And somebody watching that should absolutely have been like, like for all like the, how many, there's so many versions of like, uh, lady assassin movies. I feel like that we've seen lately. I'm like, give her one of those that she'd be really good at it. Or just some kind of action movie with Anna de Armas. I think she'd like I, her next film is that like, like $300 million like Netflix Russo brothers movie with like Gosling and like Chris Evans. Good. But I don't think yeah. that's like her. I think this is like another, she'll probably have more than 15 minutes in this, yeah. but I think like, she's not the lead basically. Cause no. it's based on like books and yeah. the lead. Right. Uh, so the one thing I would say, we talked about it last week, like uh, speculating about the below the line, everything we said last week, if, if you're still watching this and slash watch last week, uh, totally in play. I feel like cinematography is awesome. It like looks so great, uh, from, from, uh, Linus, we want to say Sandgren who won an Oscar for La La Land. Uh, awesome stuff. A lot of like oneers or like fake oneers where they're hiding the cuts, which is like a Carrie Fuganaga, I, I'd say, uh, Hallmark at this point, but there's some really cool stuff. Score is awesome by Hans Zimmer. Great sound, uh, notable sound design. So I'm like, I think that's in play. That could ease. And then the song, I'm like, that's like four nominations right there. I could easily see that. Even with like the, there was like speculation it was going to get like a hundred million dollars this weekend at the box office, which just seemed kind of wacky because like you could watch Venom twice basically in the time it takes you to watch Bond yeah, once. It's too long. <laughs> it's pretty long, especially with Venom as 90 minutes. If you're like a regular perfect length, 90 minute movie, perfect length, uh, yeah. totally low impact. So yeah, I'll be curious to see. I, I think it, I could see that really doing okay though with those below the line noms. The, t- the tech stuff is dope. It's really like really fun. And I would watch it again. It's like way better than Spectre, which you have never seen and you have no frame of reference for, but you know, well, I mean, it. well, like you've said, like every other movie is, is good. In, yeah. in this era so every other movie is good though this is not as good as uh skyfall and there's no re- we uh, when you see it i'll talk about it more maybe or at least offline uh but like uh the last act is just bananas and like not the best way just stuff that happens that doesn't make a lot of sense but like everything for like this is one of those movies where you're like you know what's great the first two hours are great and then the last 45 minutes are like 
okay. So it's still a good movie. You know, that's an issue with a lot of like temple films. So <laughs> I saw people saying that about my beloved Dune, uh, which is coming out next week, I guess on HBO Max and in theaters. So we could talk about that next week. But people were like, oh, the first two hours are good. Last half hour is not as good. I was like, the whole thing is great. I'm weighing on Dune too. Uh, so but that's, that's why though, because like part two is coming. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in all this stuff. All right. Uh, Joyce. So it was great. Uh, go read Joyce's article about uh, the Belfast, the double nominations. So you can look smart when you're making your picks and uh, Joyce, I'll, well, I'll see you later. And then, and then, in, and then we'll watch basketball and talk about triple doubles next week. Yeah, that'll be great. And we'll talk yeah. about Ben Affleck in the tender bar and uh, I'll see you. I'll see you wearing a mask at our screening. You'll okay. see me under my, my mask like this. I won't recognize you. No. <laughs> I need Andrew Garfield there. <laughs> okay. Bye, Joyce. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.